You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's a member of our team with this week's message. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing this. You know, the first time you don't know what you're getting into, but if you let me up here, you're responsible for the second time. <laughs> oh, it's good. You know, the peace, love, joy, the presence of the Spirit. You know, it's a unique feeling, isn't it? It's, a, it's an ambiance, right? But you can't have it unless you allow it. You know, that's the thing about God's not forcing any of this on you. But what he wants to do, he wants you to experience it. And one of the unique scriptures in the te- New Testament tells us, let peace rule and reign in your mortal body. And the, the key word there is let, L-E-T. Probably the most powerful, most important word in the word of God. You have to allow it to happen. How about allowing it to happen today? You've had an ambiance of spirit of worship and praise, and it's just been magnificent. But now allow God's Word just to fully settle in. Touch your heart on the inside. He's going to do some things, whether you like it or not. That's the thing about God. He loves you so much, He, he wants to do some stuff in you, okay? Oh, I'm amazed. I, I, I just, I'm overwhelmed at this place. A uh, pastor talks about an event yesterday. It was a full-blown carny. I, it's just amazing. And in a matter of minutes, it changes and it changes. And, you know, sometimes there's a school function here. Sometimes there's a wedding. And, and then sometimes there's special meetings in the back. And then there's coffee. And then there's small groups. Something's going on here seven days a week. And this is Pastor Appreciation Month. And I want you to know something. You're sitting right now on Pastor and, and, and Deva's vision and faith. Say thank you. Yeah, because you know what happened? This was, I was telling Dave, I says, this place changes. So you never know what you're going to walk into, what it's going to be like. And she said from the beginning days of their ministry, she said they wanted to have a facility where they could serve the community seven days a week and not just have one building for one hour a week. Wouldn't that something? So let's give our thanks to Pastor's vision. Amen. <clears throat> Amen, amen. Well, we're uh, we're going to be talking about Philippians, uh, finishing up chapter four, and uh, it's going to be awesome. We're still talking about this uh, joy, and there's an acronym. I like any of the words like acronym, gymnasium, man, anything with over like nine letters. It's, it makes you think your people smart, you know. But joy is the acronym is Jesus first, others second, and yourself last and so sometimes if we follow the simplistics of things putting others first we'll start finding a new measure of joy but uh brent lexi and kyle have told us the the importance and needed of joy and they've talked about this guy paul who is really a troublemaker isn't he? he's in jail all the time isn't he it but pastor wanted to help us remind you know he's in jail but not for the wrong reasons. He's in there for the right reasons. He is proclaiming the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's groundbreaking things. And, and because he's doing it, it's shaking up the establishment. But in the midst of all that, in Philippians, in this wonderful book to the, the people of Philippi, I got it, Lexi. Yeah, we've been having trouble saying Philip, Philippi. Yeah, but so it kind of fills up your mouth, Philippi. But anyway, he's been preaching this message or sending this message to them about how to expand their Christian life, how to lead Christian life, how to have joy, peace, love. And then today we're going to be talking about this this unique uh, uh, word called content. And we'll get to that in just a minute. I think if we had to uh, to, uh, name this this study today, it would be content in Philippi. And we'll talk about that in just a few more minutes, okay? Communication is hard, and English is even harder. Have y'all noticed that? Anybody here make straight A's in English? 
Boy, okay, well, we have one close, okay. I did not, okay. Uh, but the thing about it is it's a, it's a tough language. And here, I've got some examples, and it's going to lead in to Paul and his problems that we're going to find in, in, in Philippians, okay. And the first slide is, everybody say this word. Easy, right? T-O. Kind of means toward, right? Okay, and then there's a second slide. Everybody say that word. That's, you just, but it's, okay. Toe. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it kind of means also, right? Yeah. And then we, we, what happens? Say this word. I don't understand, right? Yeah, we have a crazy system and we expect our kids to learn stuff, right? Just read what you read. Was it two, two or two? I don't know. Means more than one, less than three, I guess. I, I'm not sure. Well, then you go on and there's something else. And what else is the next one? Everybody pronounce that. Sounds like a simple thing, doesn't it? How about the next one? I don't what? It's, it's, they're not even the same, you know, so I don't know. But this is kind of the one that gets me right here. It's the next one right here. One, right? Does it have a was sound in it? Does it have a W in it? No, but it's was. It's got a was in it, so I don't have a W, right? How about this? Two. Does it have a was sound? It don't have one. One needs the W. Two don't need it. It's got it. How, English, right? So we find ourselves kind of in a perplexing type thing. But today we're going to deal with another word inside of Philippians. And just to set the stage of how difficult this can be, let's help me with this word, okay? What is this word? Oh, I like content. Anybody, have you ever, anybody here content? Alabama fans? Okay, we won't go any further than that. But the idea behind it is content. It has something to do with a peaceful feeling, right? But then I want you to tell me this word. Uh, same word, but what? It's different. Isn't it crazy how English can do these things? But one is content, and the other is content. Do they have the same meaning? Oh, no. But let me tell you something. One has something to do with the other. You see, this contentment thing we're looking for, a lot of times we have, have to have things and times and places and ideals and circumstances to be content. But Paul is going to show us that all those things mean nothing. The content of his life is what enables him, enables him to be content. And I wonder if that's the same way with us today. I wonder if something happening inside of has given us the ability to be content. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 11... Paul says this, I have learned to be what? In where? In any circumstance. Now, help me get this right. Now, where is he when he's writing this letter? He's in jail. And it's not a pretty jail, okay? It's not like downtown. It's not, it's not the, the county courthouse jail. This is a, a nasty place, and he's there for all the wrong reasons, basically. But he's there saying, and I have learned to be what? Content in this place regardless how can that possibly be probably in chains we don't know but certainly in bars locked up but he says i have learned to be content regardless he he's a prisoner but of the gospel but paul in chapter four is writing a way for us to have guidelines to live a christian life he wants each of us to know 
through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the leadership of God, he's wanting to get this to us on how to live a contented life, how to be content. And we run through Philippians right quick. We can do this, and, and we'll find out in verse 4. It says, verse 4 and 5, Rejoice always. Why? For the Lord is near. You know, there's two ways to look at that. You know how near the Lord is? He's right here. He's in me. He's in here, right? So the Lord is near. But you know, Paul had a different way of looking at it because he's talking about the second coming. And he's talking about the coming of the Lord is near. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I believe in the second advent of Christ. I believe he's coming back for the church. I believe it says it in his word. And it don't matter whether you believe it or not. It just settles it. That's the way I look at it. But all I do know for sure is we're one day closer than we were yesterday to his coming. He's coming, guys. He's coming. He says, look, rejoice always. Rejoice. Where is he? Somebody say it. He's in jail. Rejoice always for the Lord is near. And next he says what? Relax. <laughs> Where is he? In jail. Relax. Pray. And do what? Give thanks. What kind of guy can say these kind of things? It's not from external circumstances. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that later because there is some external things that reveal things in us. But Paul is saying, I have got a life with Christ, and I understand it. To live is Christ. And he says even to die is actually gain. And then we go to the next, next verse in 7. It says, peace, peace be unto you. Peace. Uh, irene is, is, a, is a Greek word. And it, it has to, we get our word serene or serenity from it. And what that's talking about is, a, is something that's past normality. It's supernatural. We were uh, in Blue Ridge, uh, Georgia this last weekend with a, on our vacation. And, and we were up in the mountains in the middle of nowhere in the middle of ecstasy. It was just absolute beauty. The colors, the food, the, the family and all. It was just amazing. And you, know, you get to think about it. This is peace. Because it's like, you know what's breathing out peace? You know what I'm talking about? It's just, and that's what Paul is saying. I mean, yeah, Paul is saying, he says he wants you to have peace. Well, can I have it? Yes, if you allow it. It's not something you work at. It's kind of crazy. The Bible says we have to labor to enter into a rest, and that's what he wants us to do is to have that peace. And then verse 8, he says this, become a thinker. He wants us to be thinkers. You know, do you all have thinking problems? You know, this, this thing up here works a lot. I know it don't look like there's enough room for it to work, but there really is, okay? And I'm, I'm a thinker. I love to think a lot. But Paul says that's sometimes our problem. We don't know what to think on. And he says this right here. He says, how about doing this? How about being a thinker of truth? How about things that are respectful and just and pure and lovely and commendable and excellent and praiseworthy? Think on these things. Boy, no, let's think about Israel. Well, you can. That's a good thing to think and pray on Israel. Let's think about economy and finances. Well, you can think on those things, but what happens if you dwell on them? These things you dwell on, they don't give you uh, ulcers and indigestion. These things give you peace. And that's what Paul is calling us to, to live a complete Christian life so that we'll have a contented way of looking life. And then he has the audacity in verse 9, do what I do. He says, the things that you see and hear in me, those things do. Can anybody here say, I want you to do exactly like I do? Follow me and do what I do. Well, we have a trouble with that, don't we? Because, you know why? Because our actions don't always reflect what God would want us to have. Paul says, you want to live a Christian life? 
watch and do the things I do. And you know what? We are called to do that. But the reason we're called to do that is so that we can go out and do it and tell others to watch us. Did you realize you may be the only gospel somebody hears? You may be the only gospel of the hand of God somebody sees. God wants you to have that ability to do as he does. We're created in his image. It's not trying to be God. God says you're created in my image and likeness, so I want you to do what I do. And then he has this in verse 19. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your need. Everybody say, my God. You know, when you go out of this place and somebody asks you or has a problem, you know what you can say? My God. Is there more than one God? Oh, no, there's just one, but he's big enough for all of us. And he wants you to proclaim that your God is able to supply every need, not every greed, but every need according to his riches and glory. That's what he wants for the kingdom of God to do. When we start doing that, we start promoting an, an ability of contentment all around us. Great directives for Christian living. And today's focus is about contentment. But to be honest with you, today's focus really is on content. What is your content? What is your content? We had a missionary friend that came to our church, <clears throat> and he uh, had a banana in a, a sandwich bag, you know, like a quart size or whatever. <laughs> And he says, what is this? Everybody says, well, it's a banana. It had Chiquita on it. Anybody remember Chiquita? The, 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 the old ad on it was, if it don't have Chiquita on it, you don't know what you're getting. But anyway, he had this thing, and it was Chiquita. He laid it on the ground, and he stomped it. Anybody know what happened to that banana? It squashed, didn't it? What come out of it? Anybody know why that's what come out of it? It's because what's in there, right? Yeah. You know, uh, grape juice didn't come out. Apple juice, nothing. Mexican juice didn't come out. No, no, no. Banana came out because it was in there. But not just because it was in there. It's because it was revealed by what? Pressure. Come on now, amen, roll me. This is at that time of the sermon, okay? So what happens is when we get squeezed, what comes out? You see, pressure applied reveals what's on the inside. And that's what happens, you know, well, you know, if you're going down the interstate and somebody's driving 32 miles an hour in the left lane, huh? Bless them, Lord. Love those folks. They're taking their time. Yeah, right? I don't know if that's what happens or not. Or somebody tells you they're number one with, what, 20% uh, of their faith. I don't know if that's, that's you know, how do you respond? The problem is how do we respond is what's in us comes out. And you're saying, well, wait a minute. No, that's, oh, oh yeah. When pressure is applied, what's in you comes out. So the ideal about it is what's your content? What kind of content do you have? You step on a banana, it comes out. Has anyone here ever been pressured? This morning? <laughs> yeah, it happens, don't it? it, it regardless, it, it, pressure comes. And pressure is not a bad thing. It simply reveals what's inside. A friend of mine, a great missionary friend of mine says this. He says, God will allow your mind to be offended so that he can reveal what's in your heart. See, God loves you that much. You say, well, God would never offend me. No, God allows your mind to be offended so that you, you know, like that person driving slow or cutting you off in traffic or any other number of things happens. When that happens, what he did, he revealed what was in your heart. 
You're saying, but you don't know he did. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> See, we're revealing heart nature here. And the thing about it is, God doesn't do that to say how bad you are, or more you messed up, or how sorry you are. God reveals it so he can touch it. And that's what Paul is, Paul is in prison, guys. He's being touched. <laughs> He's being pushed. He's being pressured. And what's coming out? Love, peace, joy, longs. It's, isn't it amazing? He's not human. Well, he's not because he says, even he says, I, I, I'm crucified with Christ. I live, yet not me, but Christ lives in me. Isn't that something that's available to each one of us if we allow this pressure to reveal what God wants to have put inside us? Paul says, no matter the state, circumstances, or situation, I'm content. Paul knows that peace and contentment aren't found in the absence of conflict, but rather for him, contentment is found in the midst of those situations. You know, a lot of times we say, if so-and-so just wouldn't bother me, or if that wouldn't happen, or if this wasn't the way it was, we say that the, the, the conflict is what's causing those problems. Absence of conflict, it still leaves you with you. What God is wanting is to reform what's inside you so that he can reveal his goodness to you and his goodness to others, okay? Uh, General Stonewall Jackson, uh, Lee's here. Lee, what, do you remember him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stonewall Jackson, he's a, a great military man in the Civil War. And, and what happened, uh, he, he was very hands-on. And uh, he hopped up on his horse one night, fixing to go, into, to go to the front lines to check out the battle situation. And the captain... One of his captains says, no, you, you're the general. You can't go up there. It's too, you, you're too valuable. You can't go up there. And here's a quote from Stonewall Jackson. He says, Captain, my faith in God allows me to be as safe in battle as in my bed. God has my time in his hand, and I don't concern myself with it. Can I tell you that's a man of contentment? He's content. He's doing what he's called to do. He's doing what he believes in, and he has faith and confidence in God. Can we get to a point where we have the confidence of saying, circumstances don't matter, I'm in God's hand. And see, that's where true contentment comes from. Paul tells us in his letter to Timothy, in 1 Timothy 6, 6, he says, godliness and contentment is what? Well, we want some stuff. We want, some, we want gain. There's nothing wrong with that. But he says the way to get it is have godliness and contentment. This godliness, this, this word for godliness is a, it's hagiasmos. It's, it's, it's a lot of those Greek and words and throw stuff in there. But you know what it means? It means other than. God says other than this and contentment is great gain. Now what is other than this? Well, this is God. God is other than. You remember the scripture in Isaiah where it says, uh, holy, 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 I saw the Lord and he was high and lifted up and these are the seraphim and the, and the cherubim were crying out. And, and what that really meant was he's other than that. He's bigger than that. He's greater than that. Every time they said holy, that's what they meant. It's kind of like if I said, uh, you're good, you're better, you're great, you're fantastic, you're super fantastic, you're super califragilistic, you know, all that. No matter what you say, God is what? other than that and that's what he wants us he says be ye holy because why because he's holy and so god is wanting that contentment to show up but godliness and contentment is great gain mark says it this way what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and does what you see there's we try to go about this the wrong way we try to gather stuff before we really get the stuff and god says that's not it don't gain the whole world and lose your soul Nehemiah says it this way, 
He says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I was looking at that a little different here lately, and, and it's unique because, uh, do y'all remember J.C., J.C. Sanford? That was my dad. Y'all probably don't remember him. But uh, J.C., anytime I did really good, I saw something on his face. Anybody know what it was? A smile. He was excited. He finally did good. Yeah, yeah. But the idea behind it is I did good, and it pleased him. And I got to thinking about that when I was reading Nehemiah, and it says the joy of the Lord is Nehemiah's strength. And I thought, what does that mean? Is it Nehemiah's joy? And I don't think it was. I believe Nehemiah doing what God called him to do made God smile. And when God, and when Nehemiah looked up and saw God smiling, he said, there's my strength because I pleased him. Anybody know how to please God? The Bible says it's impossible except one way. Faith. Faith pleases God. And I believe that's what Nehemiah had. And I believe that's what Paul had. And I believe that's what we can do. The joy of the Lord, when, the, when, when God's happy with us, mighty things can happen, folks. And that comes from a contentment on the inside. So have that joy in your strength. David says, King David says, weeping may last for the night, but guess what? Joy comes in the morning. I'm glad about that. I know we go through some hard times, but you can get your joy back. I think the only way to do it, though, is to change your content. To be content, you need to change your content. Romans 13, 14 says, But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for your flesh. You see, we have to get it around right, okay? So what is our content? What is God saying about your content when, you're, when the pressure is put on you? What happens there? Oh, uh, Praise team, if you want to come back up, we'll be finishing up here in a few minutes, I'm sure. Uh, a few questions I'd like to ask you. If you were squeezed really good right now, what would come out? Breakfast? Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, disappointment? Anxiety? If you were squeezed real good, what would come out? And the second question would be, well, why? Well, the reason it came out is because it's what's in there. And God's wanting to do a check on us this morning. He's wanting, you know, Paul is writing these things not just so that we have something to read, but something to compare. We don't compare ourselves with ourselves. We compare ourselves with the Word of God. And so why does that come out? Uh, anybody remember years ago uh, uh, an advertisement for ragu spaghetti? You remember that? Uh, it was kind of this guy, he says, it's a, just spaghetti in a jar. He says, I want garlic. And somebody says, it's in there. And he said, well, I want, I want those spices, oregano, it's in there. I want those crushed tomatoes, they're in there. Ragu, it's in there, right? Well, guess what? What you need is in here this morning. God has what you need here this morning. But we go back to the, that word we open up with is let. Can you allow it to take place in your life this morning? What have you been putting in your container? God, there's so many options in there. You can, from the time here to the end of this day, what opportunities do you have to put stuff in your container? And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your inner man. So can you make some better choices? That's what we need to do. Do we study the Word of God regularly? Do we go to a small groups? Do we participate in activities that, that further the kingdom of God in principle? So that's what God is challenging us with this morning. This, this Philippian letter was not just about peace and joy. It's about how to establish it in you so it flows out of you. You know, Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God 
that's, I don't know if that's up there or not. Yeah, it is. That's content. Seek ye first. Which one? First. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's content. And then what? Then all these things will be added to you, right? That's contentment. Wouldn't that be good if we just get it in the right order? Wouldn't that be great if we could just get the right order? So that's what God wants to do. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at Church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.